podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's got to 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by our uh, original cast of Leroy, Sean and Dan. How are you guys doing? All good. All blessed, man. All yeah, good. Um, guys, just a quick reminder to use the hashtag, which is Touchline Frackers. Um, and also we have the live show on Sunday, which as far as I'm aware, there's like three tickets remaining. So probably the likelihood is is that by the time this goes out maybe there isn't tickets left but you can check on shibs.com and you can um you can buy your tickets on there in on there if not come on the day and get tickets on the door um as stated you will have to feed mariah's family so you know <laughs> it's it could be a bit peak on the door so if you can get tickets on the website um shibs.com if not you might have to pay for your teeth um, yeah mariah's got to eat man he mariah's got to eat. he's a big guy He's a big guy, you know? <laughs> and I don't want to mess with Mariah, to be fair. I don't want to mess with the taxes. Do you know what I mean? So, um, all right, lads, let's start with... It feels like a, a 
an age away, but it's um we'll start with the Barcelona friendly that was on Sunday. And I don't think we um spoke about it. We haven't spoke about it since, have we? It was on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so we'll speak about the Barcelona friendly, which was... It seemed to be going quite flowingly. We seemed quite comfortable in the game. Um, There was... I thought uh, quite a few of the youngsters, like namely Nelson and Willock, looked quite at ease. They looked quite comfortable. Um, But obviously the result wasn't ideal, but um, that's what happens when you bring on Mustafi with five minutes to go. And he costs you the game, doesn't he? But um, did anyone stand out for you guys in, in terms of individual performances? Yeah, um, for me. Yeah, Dan? Yeah, he, he goes from strength to strength from game to game. Similar to like when... Who, who, wait, last who are you year? talking about, sorry? Willock. Oh, Willock, yeah. Chris Willock. Um, or Joe Willock, sorry. Yeah, not Chris. <laughs> Whatever Willock it is. But yeah, he goes from strength to strength. Um, it was similar to Guendouzi last year when he kind of surprised people in pre-season mm-hmm. and um, I feel we have another midfield jam on our hands really and I hope we um, he gets chances in the first team this year um, so I really like what he brings to, to the team he seems um, more sensible in possession now than than he was last year too um, quick passes um, uh, obviously I like his physicality and his um, ability to get around the pitch up and down um, stretching the opposition so um, I'm really uh, excited to kind of see him um, play play games this year in the Premier League and not just a couple games yeah what about you uh, Leroy um, I, I disagree with you I don't think the game was going quite swimmingly I feel like even in the first half where people, a lot of people said oh, um, it looks quite cool um I thought we actually got dominated in possession in the first half. I actually felt Barcelona dominated most of the game. I feel like we held in a very, very compact 4-2-3-1. Um, we held quite a defensive shape, which was all good. No problems at all. But um, I, I feel that we were dominated. In terms of um, impressive performances, I um, before, the, obviously, the massive gaffe from Maitland-Niles, I felt he was very good. Mm. Um, I felt um, Willock was very good um, and Willock has actually surprised me as I've said in pre-season because when he was in the youth team I didn't particularly rate him that highly um, and he's just uh, he's just all of a sudden exploded um, physically is a big element but I'm not even sure maybe it was me looking me, me wrong before but technically he looks like he's actually stepped up a level as well he looks like he was receiving very well he looks very comfortable in there um, Nelson was okay I feel like the reason though a lot of these kids are okay is because it was quite a slow paced game yeah, and the Spanish was. the Spanish game is quite slow and measured mm-hmm. and I feel like that suited some of the young players and it suited Chambers as well who another one I thought who did quite well up until the Suarez goal um, even though it wasn't particularly massively his fault it was quite a good run but um, I think the slow paced game suited a lot of the kids so that's why they came up quite good but um, yeah Willock's impressing me quite a lot yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't really think that we were great. I just thought Willock was really good and um, I'm just excited to see him this season. Um, I think he can really give us give us something that we haven't got um, um, in our midfield options. Mm. Sean, are you are you back now? No? Yeah. Can, oh, can you, you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we, yeah can okay. we can hear you loud and clear. We'll just talk about the Barcelona game. I don't know if you heard what the other guys said, but you know, mainly impressed by Willock um, and um, yeah, just Willock really. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's been. I think um, I think we said it a couple times um, this preseason. But yeah, I'm really, really shocked by his transformation over the last year, both physically and technically. And um, I think yeah, very much he's a stalwart of the first team squad now. So I expect him probably to be part of um, the first sixteen every week. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets some games to prove himself because he he, he definitely brings a layout of 
athleticism um, that neither Xhaka or Gwendouzi or a lot of other midfielders don't bring. So, yeah, hopefully um, we get to see a bit more of him during the season. Yeah. Or Torreira either, because what I find about his athleticism is Torreira is quite nippy in, in short spaces. We don't, have mid, we don't have midfielders who are good in longer, longer distances. Mm. Yeah, very good and point. And that's a thing about um, Willock, which I quite like. He's quite good in long distances, whether that's driving through midfield with the ball, whether that's recovery without the ball, yeah. or whether that's covering space. But I find that uh, because he can cover big distances quite well, which is the, we haven't had since Ramsey's obviously left, um, that's something I quite like about his athletic profile. Yeah, I was, I was sorry, sorry, God, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, with Willock as well, I, th- I think Leroy just touched on it. It's, um, you, you know, with Ramsey, one of the good things we, we missed with him, with his engine, he, he made a lot of good runs off the ball. But what I like about Willock is that he seems a lot better and a lot more inclined to contribute in the first phase, both on and off the ball. So um, I think that's, uh, that, that's definitely a layer which has is, which is added to our game a bit more as well. And I, and I think, yeah, both... Both, um, both on the ball and, and in, his, in terms of his recovery runs, it's um, it, it's it's a real positive and and uh, yeah, no, a definite benefit. So hopefully we see more of the same during the season. Quick question, quick question. Where mm. where do you man prefer Willock positionally? Because I've been thinking about this backwards and forwards. Because when he kind of came to my attention first that he was stepping forward, I was thinking, oh, he might be a nice in a more advanced midfield role. Mm. And now he's dropped into the midfield role in preseason because he, he looked he started up quite high up in the midfield in mm-hmm. preseason. And then dropped in, and I thought he looked even better in the deeper position. Yeah, which th- which quite surprised me. So where do you lot where do you lot see him positionally? I think um, I think as you said though, the pace to the game maybe had quite a bit to do with that. And also, what I like about Willock, one of his best attributes to me is um, like his goal threat and his ability to get into good goal scoring positions. So I wouldn't want to really nullify that by putting him deeper. I feel like he could really contribute um, in terms of being um, like a, a goal threat from the bench. And I'm not too sure if he's if he's good enough to do the job from deep in a more intense tempo game. So I, I, I slightly disagree with, with Lewis there. Um, the way I would like to configure the midfield, I, I'm not basing my midfield on goals. I, I would like my midfield to be one which establishes control which is athletic which can compete um with people who you know up the tempo in in games as well i would like to rely on my strikers and my wide players for goals so if if willett can help us to um establish more of a foothold in games even if that's not controlling it but we're not being overawed in midfield or you know you're not seeing massive gaps where people are just running straight through our midfield um, yep, yeah, you yep, know, a lot yep. of these straight line runners who can just run straight through Arsenal's midfield. Mm. And once you've got, like you said, Xhaka or Torreira at that base, um, and Leroy said, obviously, yeah, Torreira's good in, in very smaller spaces. I mean, Xhaka's not good in either space, regardless. <laughs> but um, but someone like Willock can keep up with his marker as well. Mm. Um, yep. Because he, he's very, he, he has that frame. He, he has that physique to him as well. So, yeah, I would, I would prefer it deeper. Obviously, it's complicated a bit because there are a lot of senior midfielders ahead of him I still even though I'm not a fan of it I still expect Granite Jacken to be named captain um, yes, you have Gwen Doozy who's a more senior midfield then obviously you also have Danny Ceballos who's also in my opinion also much better deeper and in terms of helping us progress play from deep so it is he, he has got a lot of people to get ahead of as well um, but hopefully he, he, he gets that sort of opportunity because he, he's another one also who, who who just moves the ball quicker. He sees things a lot quicker than Jacker, in my opinion, as well. So hopefully um, he gets more of an opportunity. Did you see Bayern interested in him? Yeah, yeah. and and I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not surprised from a from a physical standpoint because 
they tend to like those sort of midfielders, those uh, really combative midfielders, but who get across the ground quite well. So do you remember when they had sort of like Javi Martinez? They've obviously got Leon Goretzka, Taliso. Um, Willock is kind of along that sort of profile as well. Um, very athletic, gets a, a, across the ground quite well. Um, obviously not the best technically, but he's still uh, at a decent competent level as well. So it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, obviously at the moment we're seeing that a lot, a lot of these German clubs are interested in a lot of English youngsters as well. But um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's they'll get told where to go. So that, that will be pretty dead in the water. Mm. Yeah, I think you make a good point that Bayern Munich also have Renato Sanchez, right? So again, the midfielder is um, maybe of similar ilk to Willock, um, just playing from deep, kind of, can play from deep, can play higher up. Um, very much an engine. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't quite know what Willock's best position is, and we will find out the more we see him. Um, I do like the golfer he gives us, but also I like um, having someone as athletic as and as mobile as him, and also with some good ball work um, and in the deeper areas. Um, I think it could significantly improve our football having people like him um, in deeper areas. Um, just. Turning away from trouble um, seemed to be something that Arsenal's midfield can't do since Santi Cazorla and Coquelin have been our midfield um, um, pivot, basically. And um, just having midfielders that can actually do it, like Ceballos and potentially Willock. Um, Torreira doesn't really do it that well. He really um, kind of just lays the ball off quite a lot. So we kind of need more players in them positions. So I, um, I do like um, Leroy's and Sean's suggestions of um, potentially playing Willock a bit deeper. Mm, fair enough. Um, what did you guys make of the second half? The second half uh, transformation into like the four-five-one. Um, does that give you an indication of how Emery's going to be setting up, uh, maybe in some of the bigger away games, and ma- ma- potentially a way to use Urzu in the team as well as um, maybe a Pepe or or a Ceballos as well? Like, that, did that give you any indication of how we'd set up? I, I don't really know if that's how we're going to set up. I think he's trying to be flexible and trying out different formations. Personally, I didn't like it very much because as soon as we changed that formation, we, we, got looked, completely dis- we looked disconnected. Yeah. Um, I don't think he coaches a 4-3-3 well. Um, I don't think he coaches um, the, the passing and angles and how to progress the ball well. And you can see it because in a 4-2-3-1, I mean, even though we were quite well pressed by Barcelona, who did a fantastic job impressing us and kept us in most of the time, we could actually get out on occasion. And we did actually play out. We had a, a big emphasis on playing out from the back, as you could see from the first half. When it came to the second half, I just I was not impressed at all. We didn't really have any way out. And I just feel that that's due to lack of coaching that formation because you need to be familiar with it if you're going to play it. And I just think we look completely disconnected when, when we moved to that formation in the second half. Mm. I, I didn't like it because of mainly because it, is, it was put in Ozil. I think we saw... There was, a, did it, was it against Bayern Munich once in the Champions League where um, Wenger had Ozil doing that role? And the the ball inside the fullback was catching him out every single time, and it's just not his. As despite many of his criticisms, you know, it's it's not it's not his game to do that, is it? He's not defensively switched on enough to do it, and it, it shouldn't be his role. If I'm being honest, to... but but let's let but, but let's be fair. Um, we've added obviously to the squad significantly. He's, Ozil's not his favorite person anyway. I think in those type of things, in in the full squad, he's it not. Wouldn't be Ozil, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then who would it be? Pepe. But is Pepe the guy to do that? Pepe works hard, bro. Mm. He, he's a very hard worker, by the way. Yeah. You, you can question a lot of his other maybe technical qualities, but he puts a shift in both offensively and defensively. Mm. So, and he's got he has very good stamina levels, yeah. by the way, as well. So, 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree on that point as well. Um, we the, the, the moment we changed to that formation second half, we sort of um, we ceded any sort of control we had and um, it slowed down a lot. So, you know, we, we, we sort of got boxed in because obviously, you know, when Ozil's out wide, he's, he's not going to be able to beat anyone. And obviously, I'm, I'm, one of, I'm still one of his biggest fans. I love him. But at the end of the day, for me, if you're not going to use him in the middle, then just don't use him at all. Sure. Like that, 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 that's essentially my current standpoint on it. So if he's not going to play centrally either as the 10 or as part of a midfield three, then he, he's going to slow down our game from the wing and he's, he's not going to be able to, you know, help us beat, beat the press in certain situations. So yeah, I would maybe use someone less talented, but maybe someone who's a, a bit more athletic and can get up and down a bit quicker. So yeah. Uh, and when things aren't practiced, they're slow. And that's why, why the formation just doesn't work. So you can, you can tell we have not drilled that formation that much and we haven't drilled how to pass in that formation that much because as as, as Shailon said everything was just sluggish and it just didn't work and Barca took even more of a foothold in the game and they found it so easy to press us in the second half and that's yeah. why they were creating so many turnovers yeah I think they, I think they tried to put Willock at uh, they moved Willock more advanced second half didn't they he was pra- practically playing off of um, uh, Aubameyang up front so, so so you see with Willock that that is also um, that sort of role is, is something um, do you remember like how sometimes late in games where Mancini was at City and he used to like take off like a midfielder and he'd put like Yaya at 10. Mm. So, you know, that would be something which would help like stretch teams um, later on in games because I, I, I get the logic in, in, in using someone like that there, but that would also indicate that we would have a level of control deeper, which obviously we don't as well. Yeah. So, um, and, and like I said, we were still getting boxed in. We weren't able to get out until we sort of brought on Martinelli and Saka and then we had... So we were still boxed in, but we had a you know more interesting options. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I've got a question for you, Buzz. Um, do you think pre-season kind of suggests um that we may be going going away a little bit from the cut back um reliance that we've um seen last year? Because I still, in a way, I'm still um a bit skeptical, of course, of Emery and the way we will set up and play. Um, I think um just the over reliance on cutbacks last year, I didn't really like that and. Um, also the um, relying on personnel being fit. Um, imagine another injury to Bellerin, um, will kind of put a dent into our into our run. So, um, have you have you guys seen anything that suggests that? Because um, at the moment, I'm kind of thinking I haven't seen much, and um, I, I just wanted to see if you guys have. Not really. I, I haven't seen much at all. Um, I do think. He's trying to add layers to the team, but I feel like most of his um, offensive plan comes in either attacking down the wings and cut back when you're in possession and building, or from um, counter-pressing and quick breaks from either the counter-press or the counter-attack. Yeah. I only see those real free methods where we're, what we're, where we're looking to score goals. I don't see any other real method. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is when you... Well, not the problem. The good thing is when you introduce really good footballers like Sabayos and stuff like that, things just happen and they'll make things happen and they'll score in other different yeah, ways. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping just the personnel will lift up the um, the attacking play generally because these people aren't, they're not robots, they are going to freestyle us to a certain degree. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good point. Um, and because Unai Emery isn't the sort of person who coaches um, attacking play through the thirds, uh, as you see, we, we don't really build through the middle. But as, as Leroy said, adding different layers, both um, through the middle and wide, um, you know, you've got Ceballos who can dribble. You've got him who who can play quick passes through the middle. So that, that with someone like that, that opens up different possibilities. Like I said, it, it it's a bit more of a freestyle because it's not you know like you're watching a pep team which is uh, strategically positioned or or they're playing triangles through the middle as as, as you know Wenger used to as well. And it, and it's kind of the same with Pepe from Wydum. Um, he will 
freestyle and and he will try and make stuff happen so i think it will it will to to go back to dan's point it will be cutbacks it will also be just relying on individual moments but with a, a greater layer of quality than we than we had last season obviously we had it won't be a mickey last year so you're hoping with um with pepe here we can add a you know just a, a, a greater goal for it and someone who's more likely to to do something and and, and for the end product to show as well fingers yeah. crossed hopefully yeah definitely um let's uh let's, okay. let's move on then because the the last week or so since we've recorded a pod although we haven't signed anyone it's been a very very entertaining and very madness <laughs> it's been it's been interesting um, the, craziest, the craziest transfer window ever man it's crazy it's actually yeah. bro let me bro, tell you bro. what happened to me last night yeah last night i couldn't sleep I was, I was i was rolling around in bed at 12 o'clock thinking about transfers and formations and that i think i was shouting out coutinho in my sleep and all sorts and eventually i got to sleep I woke up at 2.30 a.m. with hardly any... 2.30 a.m. I got my phone up. I was like, oh, ZR717, <laughs> Arsenal Media. It's happening, all them things, yeah? I was like, oh. You know, you know, like when you're a kid at Christmas and you come down looking at the Christmas tree? I was there yeah. looking, just yeah. like, oh, come on, man. We need some news. No, 2 no a.m. two hours, you know. No updates. All right, went back to bed. I've got bare <laughs> notifications on. Never had notifications on in my life. Got like 12 notifications Listen, on. I get so excited when I see that notification from Zed. Every two seconds, bruv. Every two seconds. Bye. Oi, what's happened to Mr. Arsenic? What's happened to Mr. Arsenic? Nah, he's fallen he, off, man. He's fallen off, bruv. He can't yeah, keep with the pace. Yeah, we nah, need to nah, get him some coffee for next season, up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but Zed's doing a good job, to be fair. Yeah, he, him, is, him and Os- Osman yeah, Gunnar. Osman yeah. Gunnar, yeah. They're, bad, they're doing man. a good job, man. Shout out you, man. So let's start with what I believe was... The first rumor. Wait, what? I'm, tr- I'm tr- struggling to think of what was the first there, rumor. There's been a lot of rumors, man. So right, okay. So let's let's start from the back and work our way forwards, okay? So Rogani's been a rumor since last week. Right, yeah. So we spoke a little bit about Rogani last week, didn't it? Didn't we? That got a bit more concrete mm-hmm. this week. Um, apparently, we had uh, bids turned down. And there's all sorts of loan obligations and stuff like that. It, according to some reports in the Italian media today, that it was confirmed. Um, if it so, ain't Dimazio, I don't want to know, B. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, we spoke a little bit, a, a little bit about Rogani. I, I don't believe anyone was particularly um, infused by the prospect of Rogani. But then, obviously, the I'm not. I'm, I don't know how. To, I can't even spell his name, so I'm not going to be able to say his name. Uh, is it Upa Upa Pagano? Upa Pagano. Upa Pagano. Upa Pagano. Right. Okay. It's not hard, you know. The letters aren't let, supposed to be in that order, are they? Let me guess. Let me guess. Javon's easy, yeah. <laughs> wow, you, you can you can you can pronounce McGuinness and McCarthy, but you can't say you can make <laughs> nah. The order of the letters is a, is a bit of a madness. Like, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Neves, Neves, normal, yeah. Say no more. Say no more. Okay, uh, right. I'm gonna have another go. Uma Uma Bacano. Oh Jesus Christ! You're this is terrible. Wow. You're taking the piss. Uber oh, yeah, Macano. Uber, you fucking man a taxi in that. Lower <laughs> it. Come on, man. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Um, what's his first name? Give him the full long name. Wait, what's it's his like, first name? It's like Dio <laughs> Shootant. It's bare long, bro. It's actually Jeez, so, so long. You, all right, I'm going to just call him Carno, all right? Carno, uh, all right? You're so racist. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Carno. Right, so I've, had, I've, I've watched him a bit on YouTube, right? Mm. And I'm very interested. Yeah. Very, very interested in this guy. Like, elite PMP. He looks... I haven't seen much of him on the ball, but... Very good. He looks like a baller. So he reminds me a bit of Zuma but with 
with technical ability. Yeah, with yep. technical ability. And I, I, yep. when Zuma was playing in uh, France, I think it was, was he in France? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before he went Chelsea anyway, Zuma was the kind of defender, defender that I was really interested in. So this guy kind of reminds me of that with a bit more technical ability. And the, the prospect of signing him is very exciting. But um, mm. I'm hearing that they want like 90 million and maybe Emil Smith-Rowe on top and shit like that. So it doesn't look likely. Yeah, his his release clause I think is ninety two million euros, which is mad. Like yeah. it's no, 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 it's a hundred million euros this summer, euros. and mm. it drops to eighty million euros next summer. Okay. When you think that he's only twenty as well, like that's that's crazy. But I will say he has had three years of top flight experience, despite like his age. So is that even all for though, Leipzig or is that? Uh, yeah, but this this like so he's just completed his third season at Leipzig. He got okay. injured like around in Jan, but he'd already played like 15 games before he got injured. Mm -hmm. But like his previous two seasons, he had like over 20 games as well. So he's not like green like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. he's, he's had games. Um, mm. So yeah, man, I, I put this, this is like, if we were, obviously I don't think it's going to happen anyway, but if you, if we did pull it off, you, we probably wouldn't have to sign a centre back. Assuming like it came like Saliba like next summer holding, you wouldn't have to sign a centre back for time, yeah. for like time, time. Mm -hmm. And even if like we ended up having to sell like, one or two of them you've got like the money you'd make off him or Saliba yeah. you'd be able to like reinvest that straight away anyway mm -hmm. so yeah so it's calm but um yeah I mean I think we all know it's probably not gonna happen I, I don't think it's gonna happen this winter but I think we're in a good position for potentially doing this deal um to with a similar structure to the way Liverpool did the Cater deal and um if not we can revisit this um this player back in um well in the summer again and then um, Leipzig, I don't think Leipzig want the repeat of what they've had with um, Timo Werner, where he's essentially not signing a contract this summer, and he's going to go on free to Bayern Munich um, next summer. Free so, transfer? Um, yeah, he's going to. He's going to. His contract is running out, so he's, he's not extended it, and they're not. they Bayern Munich have not bought him this window, so he's going to go for free. And I don't think Leipzig would want that. So that sounds familiar back... for some reason. I don't, I don't know why that sounds familiar, <laughs> but it just just does. Yeah, so I think. Um, I think we have good chances of getting them um, next summer. Um, I'm, I'm hope, I'm, I hope we stay and stick with them because um, Saliba and them sound extremely exciting. So, um, so, so for example, if like for example we got, um, obviously uh, we haven't come to him yet, but like say we got David Luiz tomorrow and then we agreed a deal like in a year's time for Upa Makano, would you guys take that? Hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh. Listen, Upa Makano, yeah. Mate, I'm biting my hand off, man. He is the truth. Honestly, like I'm so impressed with him. Yeah. I'm so so impressed with him. Like I watched bits of Leipzig, but I wasn't really into it that deeply. You know, when you're kind of watching on your phone a bit, you're not really paying attention. And even then, he stands out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. But then, when I really deep how good he was was when the recent under 21s, which just happened, because it was him and Canate. Yeah, I wasn't particularly impressed by Canate. Ub Makano, even mm -hmm. though I wasn't impressed by any of the other French players, I thought they were not very good in the tournament. He was. He, you can see, like, this guy is clear. Yeah. He's got everything you want in the defender. He's got, he, he can be front foot. He's got the recovery pace. His decision-making was good in that tournament. I'm not sure what it is over a longer period. He's good in 1v1 duels. Um, he's um, got, like I said, good athleticism that we know. He's got fantastic ability on the ball. He's good at the ball with his feet. He can run with the ball and travel with it. He's a great passer of the ball. He can play left or right centre-back comfortably with no problems. Listen, this, this kid, yeah, and he's 20. And, and oh. I can't, and, I can't and, sing and, his praises highly enough. And like, imagine like him, and obviously Saliba's just turned 18. 
like and he's mad athletic as well imagine like how high you can push the line yeah nobody yeah. comfortably yeah. anything ever went in behind you've got <laughs> And now we've got Tierney as well. You've got that is Tierney as well. And Bellerin. Back line. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. That's no, Bellerin, yeah, it is a lot of vegan stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's lost a half step since he's turned vegan. No, no banner. Uh, um, too, 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 too much falafel and them thing there. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, he, needs to, he's, he needs, to start eating, he needs to start eating meat, bro. He needs to get some oxtail and that. I think think there's something I always look into with defenders anyway is like the teams that they play for and like the way they defend and obviously Leipzig are quite a front front foot team they play quite high they play quite high intensity football so the fact that he's able to you know play and excel in a team like that is quite encouraging for me because obviously as an Arsenal fan we're used to defenders being left to you know to defend on an island kind of thing defend by themselves so um uh, if if you're a defender who's capable of playing in a in a in a team with a similar setup, um, that's always encouraging signs to me. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I feel like he's the one. I'm, even if I'd rather overpay and get him than yeah. settle for anyone else. Yeah, hundred percent. And it is overpaying because 100%. what Leipzig are talking about is ridiculous. Like it is. Yeah, that'll be more than Van Dijk, right? Yeah. So he'd be like the most expensive defender in the world. Yeah. Oh no! Obviously, Slabbed. Oh yeah, yeah, but hundred million euros isn't that more than? 85? Oh no, 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 oh, no. But no, the thing is, they but they said they won't sell. They said they would um, sell at seventy five, though, didn't they? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he's, he's better than Slab, there, didn't he? Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, he's he's honestly, I've um, I've watched bits of Saliba, and obviously, I'm uh, I've got a few reservations as I always do, but I'm overall quite impressed with him defensively. Mm. But of Makano, I'm unreservedly massively impressed with, and I'm okay. so confident that's the guy we should get. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope yeah, we can sort something out for next season then, because um, it, it, it does look like it's going to be Louise. Well, a lot of that... reports this evening saying I'm... that we've agreed eight million for Louise. So oh, it's going to be the biggest fan, Leroy. I know you're not the biggest fan. I'm not the biggest fan either. But it's a considerable upgrade on Mustafi. Everything's an upgrade yeah. on Mustafi. It doesn't but mean it's a it's considerable, good. a considerable upgrade on Mustafi. Everything is a considerable upgrade on Mustafi. It doesn't mean it's good. The thing is, I see Louise coming in in the back two with our haphazard kind of defence because mm. we don't really get any cover from Shaka and making bare errors mm. and it being an absolute calamity. The only reason I prefer him over Rugani is because I know for a fact because we've seen him, he's got the athleticism to cope in the Premier League, yeah. and he's got the good recovery pace. He's good in the air. He's good, good in duels. Well. He's good at one v one. And he's he's an unbelievable passer. Yeah, he's he's his build up play is very very yeah, very. Good. I'm, I'm fed up of Mustafi kicking the ball out for for goal kicks all the time. So honestly, if David Luiz was good positionally and didn't have the brain fart moments, he'd be the, probably one of the best defenders ever. Like yeah. he, he'd be unreal because in all his other separate attributes of defensive play he's out of this world mm. but obviously as you see with Mustafi brain fart moments cost you points like no matter yeah. you can be amazing the game bang 1-0 yeah. bang 2-0 2-1 and, 2-2 and, so. and, and I think it wasn't one of the, the, the initial doubts as well obviously when um, Conte came back to Chelsea he, he decided to play a back three I think one of the doubts about um, him is always his ability to play in a back four obviously mm. he, he did it with Sarri last year but um, that was that they were question marks over his head at a time, wasn't it? But at, at the same time, I, I would take it. I, I don't know what, what the structure of the deal would look like. Mm. Um, I hope it's not anything more than like two years. Because um, he's 32, right? He's 32, he's 32 years 32, old. Well, 32 but the thing is, what, what, what I don't get is he's got two years left on his deal in Chelsea already and he's getting paid a pretty penny there. So why would he come here for less? 
It's true. Yeah. It, so I, I think if we give them a three-year yeah. deal on, on, on good is it, money, is it we're, definitely we're two years at Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty twenty-one. I checked. Right. Okay. Yeah, because it would make sense if he was in his last year. But but eight million uh, pound is it is. It, it, I mean, it's, it's not the end of the world, is it? It's eight million's not the end of the world. What's he going to be on? Maybe well, one, one thirty. Well, they say reported eight million. So what I'm thinking is Chelsea have briefed one paper saying they want twenty million, and Arsenal briefed the other paper saying they're willing to do it at eight million. So right. I think it'll be somewhere in between the two figures, Maybe like fourteen mil or something. Like that. Yeah, which is a lot of money still, but mm. um, we need a centre back desperately. So Raul's got to deliver for Emery in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, anyone and, is better than Mustafi, as you said. And so. it's better than Rugani, to be fair. Because like, yes, yes. I, 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 yeah. I did my deep dive into Rugani yesterday. I yeah. spent a good few hours. And, and also... I was sick. I felt sick. And I need, also, I need it's I, killing Meads and, and Dan as well. Oi, do you know how They're already Dan is? Dan is, <laughs> Dan is deflated. You know Oi, he's I've, ended I've, me. I've, I've, I've never seen Soft get angry, bro. But on the TL, he was he, he was. He said he's done with Lampard already. You know? He's finito, bro. <laughs> and you know, and you know, Dan, Dan, Dan's not the kind of person to let on anything, yeah. But you know, when you could just feel it and you feel it deeply because he's such a cool, calm person. Like yeah, he, yeah. He, he's coming out of all these statements. Yeah. Like it sounds like there's metaphors in there and yeah. that. But do you know how happy this is making me? Oh. <laughs> um, I, I did. Um, I did. Um, I did look into Regani as well a little bit. So. Um, and um, before uh, this season, I didn't see him too much. And in the year before, I kind of liked him um, simply because I think he has some ball, ball playing skills and stuff. And um, he looked decent in the under 21 tournament. Um, I think it was last year. And yeah. um, I did some, I, I did use some clips and um, some, um, some, some defensive actions today. And yeah, yeah, he does seem pretty rash and he doesn't have recovery pace, which is obviously essential in the Premier League and especially essential the way we play. Um, having someone like him in the back line, um, it's, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out well, I think. So um, I don't want that deal to happen, even though I was initially initially on board with it. So I was, I think it was desperation, really. Um, anything better than Mustafi, I'm so sick and tired of that guy. Um, I just want him gone. So the, the thing about Rugani for me, which I was just painfully obvious, he fails in every athletic department. Mm. So I feel that if he comes to the Premier League, he'll be beaten in the air, he'll be beaten on the ground, he'll be beaten at pace. He'll be beaten on agility. He'll be beaten in every single department. And I just feel like he's going to implode. Now, you can only get away with being weak in some athletic departments if you're strong in others and then you've got the head to match. So for someone like Per Matasaka, he was good in the air because so, he was very tall. You wouldn't be yeah, in the air. Really and he yeah. had one in his head to match because he was very, very good in his head, good at interceptions, good at reading the game. And he had cost next to him. That's the only reason Matasaka survived. Daniel Rugani has got all the bad parts of Mertesacker without the thing in the air and he's got not, not got it in his head because he makes mistakes. He makes so mistakes, absolutely, yeah. categorically, no way. Yeah. Not not the guy. He seems to have fallen off a cliff in the last 12 months or so, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. He, was, he was touted yes. to be like, um, you know, uh, the, the natural replacement for uh, what Chile Chiellini. and Barzagli and these guys. But... but remember what I was telling you guys about Italian defenders in this league. Yeah, they... They don't hack it. They, and to Leroy's point as well, I read the stat. He only won, I think, last season, 48% of his duels. That's mm. terrible. Yeah. In and Italy. He's, oh, he's, he's and you've got, and Malag- and you've got uh, Mane and Salah coming at you. Are you mad? And he's, and he's six foot three. If we play yet, Liverpool will run through him. To, to be honest, there are so many PMP teams now because I look at what Everton are doing. Yeah. I look at what Wolves... Leicester, oh, um, yeah. all Watford. of these teams. Are, are it is going to be a slut. Yeah. Oh. D- 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 Dini's licking his lips, man. Yeah, Dini wants to get to him. 
he, he will. Oh, I, I love it, man. He will kill him. <laughs> he will kill him. So yeah, no to no. To, and the thing, the thing, the thing about him, like even though obviously Luis has his, Luis is a he's wily, bro. He, he's got ways of getting around stuff as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So mm. I, 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 and I wouldn't trust regarding. He just looks, and he's twenty five. He's not even that young anymore, man. Do you know what I mean? And... So you're kind of thinking to yourself, like, what have you been doing? Like, you're still not like. It's the yeah. fact that obviously. Juve bought the Litz. They bought what was that other centre back? They um, um, He's really good. Yeah, Demera. exactly. Demera. So the guy, yeah. they, they've mm-hmm. obviously still got Chiellini. They've got Benucci. It's very telling. It's very very telling. So um, with yeah. with Vugani as well. I, um, when I tweeted about him, I had bare Juve fans in my mention saying, "Please get rid of him." They want to get rid of him. Like we want to get. That's always that's always a telltale side, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're when good. when the we're fans good. are saying that's so like because yeah. we like to say we're Mustafi, isn't it? So it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah that's just. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. But um, yeah, let's let's move on. So Tierney is uh, looks like it's all but confirmed now. So twenty five million. Celtic have crumbled in the end. So we've got our I'm man. Happy. I'm and happy. And added bonus that. that he should be back within two weeks. So yeah. hopefully um, he'll be starting within the next month or so. Uh, maybe maybe after the international break. Maybe. Yeah. Probably after the international. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that's you know that's find... excellent business because I really like Tierney. Do you know what I really find hilarious about the whole TNEM saga in a way is um, I don't know how many times they've reported we've come back with a third bid and we didn't <laughs> we didn't come back with a third bid until t- today. Yeah. So like I'm, uh, it's just like the reporting on some of the deals we're doing right now is so inaccurate. It's crazy. Mm. Um, to be honest, yeah. ITKs have killed the media this yeah, this, have, yeah. this 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 summer, especially about Arsenal. 100%. All the ITKs have said, listen, Tierney's already done. They just want to draw it out to make yeah. it look like it's less painful for Celtic on, to be fair, and for the fans. And literally, they said the last two days of the window is going to go through. Yeah. And bang on, it all, all the ITKs yeah. have been bang on. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm really yeah. happy with Tierney. I actually watched no, a video of um, Tierney's stats and the comparison of all his stats compared to Kalasanac. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if any of you have seen that video. No, his stats look so, oh, his stats look tasty, bro. Oh, what kind like, of stats? So they were saying about his dribbles completed. Yeah. So like uh, Knesset has like two or something per yeah. game. Tini has like five or six. Wow. Um, it goes past people a lot in terms of his crossing. Like he um, he crosses a lot earlier in the class match rather than getting to the by- byline for crossbacks, but it still hits thirty five percent where class match is low thirties mm-hmm. to high twenties. Um, in terms of his, um, they put his heat maps up. They yeah. put his versus Kalasnach next to each other, and yeah. literally, my man was like a road runner compared yeah. to Kalasnach. My man, he, my man's heat map looked like the fucking equator. It was, he was, he runs, bro. He runs. Yeah. So on the, I, I think, I think, on the yeah, basis of that, just, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, so. yeah I, I think, and and that was why you know maybe a couple of people are worried because. Tierney is very fit. He, he's only 22, but he's played a lot of football. Mm. They're saying he's played like 200 games already for Celtic. Yeah. Now, for someone obviously who's only 22, like obviously the quality of the league is telling, but that is still a lot of football in somebody's sure. legs, yeah, like at, at, at that age. So, yeah. um, and obviously, I think they said before he got injured, like he still played 40 games last season. That's yeah. a hell of a lot of 
football. To be fair, uh, Celtic did play about 70 games last season. Yeah. Cause, cause they, they start <laughs> their season in like May, don't they? It's just like, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they have like a week off they, and then start Europa. They, 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 they do. So, so hopefully, I, th- I think we just have to be a bit wary in just how we control him. But, mm. but yeah, to, to, to the point, I love his athleticism. Yeah. He is so fast. It's unbelievable how quick he is as well. He gets up and down like consistently. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the, the transition we're making to having a, a faster, more athletic back line. When Bellerin's back, him, him and Bellerin are some nice options to leave mm-hmm. next year. And hopefully um, an option, well, hopefully Upa Meccano, but if not an option like that as well um, yeah. for in, in, in a year's time as well. So Cool. Um, so then, the, uh, wow. So then, uh, Coutinho. <laughs> Where the hell this came from? I have so, no Coutinho. Coutinho. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and I still think that this is something that might happen, especially okay. because t- of today... Yeah, I those Iwobi rumors threw me off because I did not expect <laughs> that. That literally came from nowhere. Mm. But then somebody did make a point about Iwobi as well that Iwobi was due back last week and nobody's heard yeah. a single thing about him. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there there has been yeah that that talk. I mean, I know people are saying try and hold out for like forty five mil from Everton, but if Everton come back with thirty five mil tomorrow, I can't lie. I will accept it. Yeah, I will. I, I will. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so um, you got to remember the deadlines at five pm. So. If like about twelve o'clock, like they said, Everton a bid thirty five mil. Are you guys taking? Yes, yes, because I, unless Iwobi is converted to a mid, the thing is, I like a lot of Iwobi's attributes. I think he's fantastic like in terms of progression from the second sec, um, second phase to the third phase or the um, middle third to the final third. I think he's press resistant. I think he's got um, good short passing, good in combinations. But these are all attributes of midfielder. I think he's stinks in the final third yeah. I think he's terrible in the final third and I don't want to see him so unless we plan to convert him to a midfielder I think we need to get rid mm. oh, I, I think and, and this is these are discussions that, that have gone on for a while I don't know if you guys saw there were some stats posted today about um, what Leroy just said specifically a progression of the, the ball into the final third yeah. and it had like Messi it had like Neymar Hazard but Surprisingly, Iwobi was very, very, very high up on that list as well. He's very good um, at so, it. So it, it, yeah. it, 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 it supports yeah. the notion about what he's good at in terms of you know you know that yeah the transition from the middle to the final third. It's obviously the final third where he stinks, but at the same time, this comes back to um, so I watched obviously a lot of the the Cup of Nations and, and Iwobi doesn't play wide for Nigeria. No. So he 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 plays either as part of a midfield three or as a ten. And and you can noticeably, obviously, the quality is, is is not as good, obviously, in the Cup of Nations, but the difference is noticeable. He enjoys himself a lot more there as well. And I remember um, when, um, you know, the season before, well, the season Arteta was leaving, he did a lot of, um, he managed a lot of the under-18s and the under-23s. And he said um, he said he was surprised that he saw Iwobi could play centre-mid, even though, obviously, he had never been used there. He said... Because um, Henri had also used him there when Henri was doing his coaching badges there. So it's quite interesting. Obviously, when he made his breakthrough, he was playing from the left. But a lot of people have said that Iwobi should play um, in the middle. And, and his physical attributes and his and, and his technical attributes support that. Um, and also the fact that he can't shoot, which, which means um, it supports the fact <laughs> he, should, he should probably be yeah, be yeah. played uh, as, as part of maybe as a, a left interior or a, or a 10. So yeah, that, that would be I, I yeah, my consensus think, on that. I think I think we we are definitely misusing Iwobi playing on the wing and playing on the wing, and he doesn't look great there. However, um, he's still he's still very good at progressing the ball. He's, he's effectively a second phase, um, second phase player, and um, we are playing him in a second and third phase. So um, I can only imagine how how how, how great and how great his stats will be if he plays exclusively in the second phase or um, in a role that kind of supports his, his strengths better. 
So um, I still see room for improvement, quite a lot of improvement in Amobi's game, given that he's playing in a position that allows him to kind of flourish, um, which is not on the wing, and um, effectively not on the wing the way Emery plays it. Because um, if you look at, um, if you if we structure a football field and say wing, half space, centre, half space, wing, then um, Emery's wingers are basically on the, um, very wide, um, compared to when um, Awobi came from the winger, he was playing and predominantly in the half space and then interchanging with Uzo, interchanging with Sanchez, interchanging with Cazola. And, and and I think he was he was much better um, during that time. So I think we, we, we either need to utilise him properly, have a, have a real plan of u- using him in the strums, or we should sell him. Um, because um, I, I always bang on about making the most out of the squad and, um, and the resources that we have. And if we don't utilise Wobby to his best potential, it is a waste. And uh, I'd rather see him somewhere else and flourish um, where he could really do it. I guess my concern with selling a Wobby is, is those skills that you talk about, we don't ha- exactly have them in abundance throughout the team. And I would hesitate on doing it for 30 million. Um simply because we haven't got a replacement. Now, if you're, if you're talking about bringing in Coutinho, in Coutinho, then that's a different story. I would sell him for 30 million, no, no, no questions asked. But I just wonder, is 30 million worth it when Not, the, alternative to do it, the, the alternative to come in is someone like Mkhitaryan or Nelson? True. And, true. and I, I would rather a Wobi play than, than those men, if I'm being honest. The thing about... One thing I'll ask you a lot as well, but the thing about it will be, like you say, those attributes aren't in um, abundance. And the thing is, the market we've got to take into consideration. Thirty million is a bit of a snip. I would probably yeah push it thirty-five plus, so thirty-five, maybe forty odd. But um, the thing about Wobi, we have to remember he is homegrown, and that matters a lot. Having homegrown players who can contribute because um, we. Are, well, the other thing about another signing or bringing in um, free players, I think we only have two non-homegrown slots left, so it's good, and apparently Tierney doesn't class as homegrown or something, because he's no, Scottish. He do, surely. No, but apparently it's only English and Welsh clubs, or someone was telling me the other day, yeah. which I didn't know, but I didn't know, but if so, we've only got two slots left for non-homegrown players, mm. it won't be as homegrown, so I'm actually now changing my mind, I'm thinking, will he, the question I wanted to ask you, Doc, sorry, is do you think he would actually outlast Emery, and if we get someone like Arteta, he'd be converted into a midfielder, so it's probably actually better keeping him even for the squad because yeah, he's homegrown. So, 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 so for me, while, while I don't think Iwobi's a world beater, I've always thought in my mind like Iwobi could do a job like for long term as a squad player. I 100% think you could play him in, in, a, in, in a midfield trio and even if he doesn't start, I, I think he's more than competent to be a squad player long term for Arsenal. Um, like you said, because I, in, in the positions I'd like to see him in, um, I'm not convinced Emery, well, Emery's definitely not going to use him there due to the plethora of centre mids we have and also the fact that Ozil's still here as well. So I, I, I don't see that being used. Um, I will use this opportunity to plug um, my Emil Smith-Rowe agenda. Um, <laughs> you've asked for someone who can pick up the ball and transition from uh, the second to the final phase. And yes, he, he can do that. Obviously, he's a bit um, further away at the moment and, and Leipzig are very, very heavy on him. And he's pretty much not going to play this year. So um, a loan to Leipzig makes a, makes a lot of sense for him. But um, in terms of yeah, Iwobi's qualities, I think um, yeah, definitely the tr- the transition. Um, and I think he, I, I would, in an ideal world, I would like to keep him. But at the same time, um, and also yeah, the, the homegrown factor is 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 a, is a big one. But I wouldn't for for the short term gain, and um, knowing that we have Emil Swift throwing the rings, I I wouldn't be totally against it. Especially if we can get Coutinho in on loan for the season, I wouldn't say no. 
I think I think that's uh, I think that's worth it. But yeah, it, it's it's one of those ones. Will we look back in a couple of years and regret that one? I don't know. Let, let's talk a little bit about Coutinho then, because obviously this has kind of come out of left field. No, no one was really speaking about Coutinho. I think people just thought he was completely out of reach in terms of how much he would cost. So obviously before the Barcelona game, it all came out that, you know, we were in Barcelona to have talks with Coutinho's camp before the um, before the game. And then obviously it came out that his agent is, uh, what's his name? Is it Kia Drabchian? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and obviously he's a, a reportedly an Arsenal fan, a big Arsenal fan, and he wanted to sell yeah, Abramovich to club and all these things. Like Uzmanov, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Sean, you said you see it potentially happening on the last day. Well, I, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's well versed that um, Barca don't want him. They want to get rid because everyone knows Barca wants to sign Neymar. Um, and but Barca need to create wage space. They already have. Um, they bought Frankie De Jong. They bought Griezmann. Um, so they they've taken up even more wage space. So they're trying to get rid of people like Rakitic, um, like Vidal, um, quite 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 a few players like that. So and Coutinho is what he's on, he's on around two hundred k a week. So it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can shift him for the season, which will obviously allow that will bring in space for Neymar. Um, but there's also talk that Coutinho could, could go to PSG potentially if, if 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 that does happen. But but I don't know. But yeah, um, Barca definitely want Rid, and I would be happy to have. I think I feel like um, Coutinho, Obar, and Pepe is a nicely balanced front three. I mean, or even if you play a joke in it, be, where would that rank us in Premier League attacks? So nah, fourth still, still fourth. You think below Spurs? Yeah, yes. Yeah. But well, actually, for, it depends. Because the thing is, I don't know how good Pepe is. That's it. Mm. Like, I, I just don't know how good Pepe is because I'm, 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 I'm not convinced. I, I don't know, man. We'll see. But it's still, I, I feel that even Spurs, but Harry Kane is unreal. I think yeah. personally, yeah. Son is unreal. I think yeah. Lucas yeah. is very, very highly functioning. Mm-hmm. So I still think we would rank below Spurs. Fair, but I mean, we'll be clear of uh, Chelsea and United. Oh yeah, Tammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Tammy>. percent. <laughs> we're, we're clear right now, to be honest. Yeah, slightly, slightly. I still, I still think Man United have got talent, though. You know, but um. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh, what all all, all the hey, time hey, hey. is doing up his gloves, man. Allow it, man. <laughs> Most overrated you, guy. But carry ba- on. Baby mum problems, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> do, so okay, so obviously the the deadline is tomorrow at five pm. Now, does that work for or against us in terms of signing Coutinho? Because the reason I say that, let me provide both sides of the argument. Is um, I, I guess the the pros to it is that it kind of forces Barcelona into making a decision. And if the interest is concrete from Premier League clubs, namely Arsenal, then maybe it forces de- forces their hand a little bit. Alternatively, they've got the they've got another what month or so with the European window to to close, where they could maybe maybe do a deal with PSG, as you said, or uh, another European team. But then I don't know do do, do these European teams uh, have the budget to yeah, to get a, 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 a benefit to us, a benefit to Premier League club. Um, so um, I think Coutinho's most likely destination is the Premier League um, due to wages. And general cost of the deal. Um, no team in Germany will do that deal. Bayern Munich won't do that deal. Um, in Italy, I could only see Juventus kind of putting up that kind of money, maybe Inter, um, but then they would also struggle with the overall package. So I think only really the Premier League and um, PSG um, is the only likely um, option. Um, 
And PSG is likely through a potential um, deal that includes Neymar. Mm. Um, I don't really quite know how that would work. And um, if that deal maybe is too complicated to conclude, I think they have two or three weeks left. Yeah. Um, but I think um, I saw some odd comments from Still Belto the other the other day, and he said something about um, and I can't really quite pronounce the agent's name, but um, this Kia guy. Basically, you have to eat some of his shit um, in order for him to get the good players. Mm. And um, he's, um, interestingly enough, he's um, David Luiz's agent as well. Right. So um, maybe this is um, some sort of link of we're getting David Luiz, um, which solves our centre-back problems. Um, subsequently, we will then also get Coutinho on loan, um, which is one of his better players. We get two of his mm. players on the books and we do more work with him um, for the future. So um, obviously, we have to wait and see what happens. But I think that kind of makes sense. And because um, it just threw me off when he tweeted that, and then it all kind of came together today. Um, but yeah, that sounds like it's got Don Raul written all over it. <laughs> <doesn't> it? Yeah. <laughs> also, also um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense because um, just just to add on top of that, Daniel's point, um, Kiar is um, he's had links, and this is back to what I've seen read more of what Tim Stillman has said is that when um, Edu was at um, uh, Corinthians. Um, he did a deal with um, Edu there as well, so that they these links go back a long way. And uh, Raúl also has links with Kia as well. Um, so, and so, so, so you can tell by a lot of these, and obviously you can tell the way we did the Nicolas Pepe deal with Jorge Mendes as well is that that there are a lot of these links now emanating with Arsenal that obviously would would never have occurred or never have happened before. So, like uh, that, that's the one reason why it wouldn't surprise me. But I feel like I said that's contingent on on it will be going or not. Um, it, it's still quite weird to me that deal but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens one, one thing I'll say like I'll separate the football inside and then the transfer side so Coutinho and a football intense makes perfect sense to me because I feel that as I said I think I think I said last week we need another ball handler on the left I think it'll be perfect in terms of he's one he can dribble and beat players and he can be aggressive with it he he's um he contributes in terms of stats in the final third so he can shoot and assist and score um he uh he is pretty sound on the ball when he's not shooting obviously and just been skying it um hello yeah yeah <laughs> no sorry I didn't hear you. anyway he's, yeah he's pretty good on the ball but I feel that from a football sense um, I might that... be but I was laughing though. <laughs> no I, I, I feel that he, he balances our attack really well but from the from the signings perspective I think this is pure agent horseshit. Okay. I think this is pure bullshit um, it's not. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen for us. I feel like he's used. Well, he's using us, Tottenham Spurs, to try and get what he wants to get. Mm. Um, I, I, I do not see us having. I mean, if we were on this so-called limited budget, why are we going to do a twenty-plus million loan deal uh, for Coutinho? It doesn't make any sense unless we do actually sell a Wobi. Even then, I'm not sure we have the homegrown space for it because um, Coutinho would have as homegrown, would he? No, he wouldn't. So we'd have to shift out either El, well, El Nenny, Mustafi, them type of man before we'd be able to register him. Or we just didn't register Mickey, which wouldn't be a big problem. But, mm. yeah. So yeah, you're paying 140. 180, 180, yeah, 180, 180, sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. God. So, yeah. Unless we sell him ship well, into China. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Kia's got players in China, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, um, These guys are all dirty, true. man. Uh, these guys are disgusting. But, but that's what football is these days. It's, 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 it always has been, hasn't it? It's, it's, a con- <laughs> it's, it's what contacts you it's, know and have. They're disgusting. Yeah. All taking backhanders. But we're, and... we're not used to it because we haven't operated <laughs> yeah. that way for... Uh, well, we never, yeah, we never got been involved in that. Yeah, yeah, Wenger cheats on his wife but won't get into bed with a few <laughs> agents, bro. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, listen, don't disrespect, 
Don't disrespect my goat like that, man. Nah, Leave him alone. Know, man. Hey, uh, listen, man. I mean, he, he needed to get down and dirty, man. He's all right hey, doing it in his private life in hotels. In, in hotels with his mistress, yeah, but won't give Kira a cheeky backhander for half a mil. Like, at least he's taught his life out, man. All right. Um, let's talk a little when, bit when about... Operating like a true monarch. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, the, the upcoming game on Sunday which obviously we're going to be uh, showing at the live show so come down uh-huh. to shrips.com um, we spoke a bit about the, the side that would be named um, last week in last week's show um, has anything changed your mind since then I'm guessing so obviously if we do sign David Luiz would he come straight in yes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. He, he would stop it will be exciting. It will be a shit show, but yeah. he'll come in. I mean, he, he has to start, start yeah. doesn't he? He has to start. He's starting along. So- he's starting alongside Socrates. Yeah. yeah. If if we, if he comes tomorrow, then yeah, he's starting yeah. because I don't want to see Chambers and definitely don't want to see Mustafi. So yeah. It, but what's uh, what's the cutoff of registration for this weekend though? It's Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? No, but the thing is, um, even if the. the um, cut off for the uh, transfer window is Friday, is mm. um, Thursday, but I'm not sure what the registration cut off is. Because mm. isn't it's, usually... probably, it's probably midnight or something. No, because yeah, um, for, to play on the same weekend usually is quite a few days before. I swear. Because mm. you never see players sign on deadline day playing this, that weekend. Mm. But then normally yeah, we... deadline day is in the international break. Yeah. Uh, true. No, but you never. No, no, no. You, there's an often deadline day, and you have a match game the day after, or the day after, or the weekend that weekend, and they they never play. They're always in the stands watching. I always it, thought it, it was like twenty four hours me. before. But... It, if we wouldn't be able to register him in time, it would surprise me. That, yeah, because that wouldn't make much sense with the. Uh... So clubs are required to submit a squad of no more than twenty five players eligible to play in the two thousand. They must be registered. Uh, required to submit their 25-man squad list of registered players to the Premier League tomorrow, a day after the transfer window slams shut. Okay, fair enough. So, so they might have time. Fair enough, cool. Yeah. Sense, yeah. um, I think Woodlock has to start. Agreed. Yeah, because because obviously you can deregister players um, on before the August 31st. So I'm guessing you can change the registration process then, right? Yeah, true. Um but yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Newcastle. Any any potential changes from? So obviously we've said Louise will come in um, if he yeah, signs. Yeah, I just said um, I just said I think Willock has to start. Yeah. Um, really, I'm, I'm not against throw that. Throw him in there, man. Yeah, I'm not against that. Uh, I, I want to see it. I would, I would, I would also start. Boy, I I know he's he's shaky, and obviously, thankfully, we have Tierney now. But mm. I don't really fancy um, Monreal up against Almiron or Saint Maxime. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't really do, want to. Do see you think that. Saint Maxime will start? Because he got, he got, he got yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah. He got injured in the friendly. Nah, um, if, if the he's day. fit, he's he's starting. That's a drip or drown player, man. They, no, they, they no. don't have, they don't have that level of talent it, to not start. He's got the Schlesinger headband now, though. Yeah, mm. it's just. Nah, my Nah, my head makes me sick, man. They're bringing a black man down. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, I, I was so pissed when I saw that, you know. I was fuming. Whoa. Fuming. I wanted him to go to that uh, palace, man. I wanted him to, yeah, bruv, go palace with the Gucci headband with his LV socks and that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing doing dragbacks in the middle of fucking... Oh, oh man, nah. But um, in terms oh. of... In terms of Colas Nights versus Monreal, though, I would... I completely agree with you. I mean, disagree with you, Sean, sorry. I, I would... Much rather Monreal in a one v one situation versus any of them players than Kalasnach because Kalasnach is a calamity one v one. He he has no agility. He has no defensive nous. He just runs into people and fouls. 
I would much rather play Monreal and I'd have much more faith in him 1v1. Even though I think he'll struggle with fitness in terms of going on to the end of the game, he'll struggle to get up and down. He will do a much better job defensively in terms of his defensive acumen mm. than Kalasnach will. I, I, I totally agree. I, I, I don't disagree in the sense that, uh, yeah, he, he's a much better defender um, than Kalasnach. It's just a shame he's, he's, he's lost his athleticism. My, yeah. my worry is that St. James's Park is a very big pitch. It's a very, very big pitch. Um, so, like you said, my worry is getting up and down for that 90 minutes. If he decides, obviously, he's not going to bomb forward, fair enough. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just a bit worried that if he was to go forward and then the space he would he would leave behind, it's just those kind of repeat sprints going up and down all game. To be honest, Kolasinac struggles to get back anyway. But, yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah I, I, I don't know, yeah. It would be interesting but, to see this Joe Linton guy out for Newcastle, actually, because he's pretty highly rated and he's... I heard Saliba eat him up, man. He's quite physical, right? I heard Saliba eat him up, man. Heard him out in his back pocket and that, you know? And also, because he's from from Hoffenheim, and obviously Nelson was on loan there last season. I watched a bit of him. I didn't really see... Like no. Newcastle spent bare purely like forty, 40 mil. mil, yeah, 40 yeah, mil. that's a lot of money. Like, uh, well, they got thirty mil all... for Perez somehow, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, to be honest, may, maybe the Prem will suit him because he is quite physical and he's yeah. quite big. But I, I, I didn't rate him particularly well. I feel like that's the sort of battle Socrates will relish anyway, rather yeah. than like maybe someone a bit quicker or a bit. But that's more the kind ad- of person that will eat Chambers alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they've gone yeah, for the yeah, Rondon. Yeah, they've gone for like the Rondon kind of replica, haven't they? They've tried to replace Rondon, who obviously has gone to China in the summer. So I'm kind of glad Rondon isn't there because I always feel like Rondon gives a bit us a bit of a tough time. He's he's proper physical, man. Yeah. That's the, that's that's the sort of guy that will abuse your centre backs, bro. Hundred percent. Hands on. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do some uh, listeners' questions then before we wrap things up. So, um, Johan Yo says, uh, do you guys agree with Enketia leaving on loan? Looks like he's off to Bristol or Leeds. Has that been confirmed yet? It's, no, it's, but it's likely. Yeah, which, it's, which one? One Leeds. of those two. Leeds, is Leeds. it? Okay. Yeah, apparently Leeds are looking the strongest. Do you guys like the sound of that? or would Because I think I'd, I'd rather him go to like the Bundesliga or something and smash out work there. Because I feel like the championship is a very difficult league to score in. And if you're not playing for a good side, I know Leeds are a good side and Bristol City are quite an attacking side as well. Yeah. But... So, so, so from, from what I've heard, Bristol City are quite an attacking and creative side. They so, are, um, yeah. And they've been the ones that have been on Enketia for, for a hot sec. Mm. Um, apparently Leeds have, um, one of their directors has a good relationship with Emery. So that's why maybe apparently they've edged in front. But um, and I, but I don't know if he will bang like for Beasley like that. I'd like to see him because what didn't... Um, Tammy Abraham played for Bristol City yeah, and he did, mashed yeah. fair goals yeah. there but as well. He so did, but the thing is... a different is, side, I, I think. You, you have to be a perfect a profile. Side. You have to be a type of profile to bang in the championship. Or well, you've got to be one of the few. The and I, I worry about Eddie and Kessie's physicality, so he has to be in the perfect team. Otherwise, I think he could actually tank his value rather than actually increase his value. I so, agree, yeah. I think Bundesliga is the sure bet. Send him uh, to uh, Freiburg or someone. Let him smash no, 18 I, I goals did, next did, season. Um, I did say I think Mainz would be the perfect Mainz, destination yeah. for him. Um, so they have a striker in Mateta who's injured now mm. and they play two up top. So um, I don't know um, why he's not going um, somewhere like that or even Fortuna Düsseldorf they play two up top too. Mm. Um, I, I think that would be a better destination for him if he gets like 10, um, 10 Bundesliga goals, 10 to 15 Bundesliga goals. That would um, that would really um, up his value a little bit and give him some sort of, um, some sort of stock and people will talk about him and then he'd come back with Arsenal, uh, to Arsenal um, effectively kind of 
um, trying to push for um, a spot um, in the first team or as a backup to Oba Lacazette because one of them really has to go mm-hmm. and um, or just be able to sell him uh, he's, a, he's a young English centre forward um, I think I'd be reluctant to sell him um, just because he's English and he does seem to probably be um, be, a, um, be, a, be a home at this kind of level um, yeah, in the Premier League or in a round so um, I think I think the best option would be a Bundesliga loan to somewhere like mine's a team with two up top um, fast transitions um, yeah I think that's where he'd be good don't get me wrong I feel like if he goes to the championship and he bangs 30 I feel like we'd be able to get more money from him because then all the English clubs would want him Yeah, all the English clubs would want him and then he's going to mm-hmm. go for a big mm-hmm. fee um, so if he's looking at the Bundesliga and scores like 10 goals even 20 or 30 goals um, I feel like obviously he's going to get a lot of interest from abroad but um, if he does well in the championship that is a really really big statement if he goes down to that tough league and scores bare goals, yeah. yeah. I'll probably keep him then. I, I think, yeah, you could probably do something for us. Same here, same here. And then just sell Lacazette. Um, I, 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 I think we may, like, like I said, if he does bang, I think we may end up keeping him anyway. I feel next summer, 100% one of the strikers are going. I would obviously naturally prefer if it was Lacazette and we can just let Aubameyang run down his contract. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I, I think one of the strikers are going next season. So, but then, who are we going to get? Who are we going to have to to replace him? We, we well, to replace Aubameyang. No, but if we sell Lacazette, Aubameyang's got what eighteen months at the top level left. What what are we going to do? Uh, that's the question. Well, let let Don Raul fix that in eighteen yeah, months, bro. Yeah, let, let, like, just, let's just chill. Let's let's, let's just. Uh, let me guess. You got your you got your favorite name. Yeah? All right, say no more. <laughs> get us a light cigar. And talk about big business. <laughs> um, I've got a question here from Lucky Number One. He says, uh, "Last season, Özil got the same amount of assists as Zuma oh, and Ben Shut Lee. up! I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Allow it. As soon as you read that, I knew what I was going to say. Question, shut up. Man. Next question. Move. No Özil slander here, boy. Me, you know. Next question. You've got three Özil stands in here, bro. You talk, trying to that's that. Okay, allow I got it, the stat in. That's all that matters. Ain't gonna let that run. I got the stat in. That's it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Milk Shaky uh, asked, based on the players we have signed so far <laughs> and the current squad, so assuming we signed Tierney and Louise, um, what league position would be acceptable at the end of the season? So minimum top four, right? Fourth, yeah. You've got, you got yes. to get top four with that four. squad. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what about if we sign Upa Makano? Um, I would expect us to push Spurs. Mm. What about with Upa Makano and Coutinho? Four Jeez! I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go as far as saying we're gonna win the league, (laughs) but I'd say we we should be pushing. We should be pushing. Mm. But I I don't know because obviously we've strengthened and and, and we've done well to strengthen. But I still think Tottenham have done the best business. And Dombele and Alo Celso on top of that, and Dybala apparently. No, they what's that? And Dybala as well. Yeah, I don't know about Dybala, but I know Celso is happening now. So Mm. uh, Celso and them. End on Bele midfield. Yeah, cold. As, as categorically, cold. And, and bear in mind, they bought that so midfield. They bought that midfield for the same price that United basically bought Maguire and Daniel James. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, put that's that disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put that into perspective. Oh, put that into perspective. That I hate is, them. That that is ridiculous. Like, and they've already got the defense set. Tottenham have got defense set, attack set, attack set. Oh, I love yep. it, man. So that's what I said. I, I, I think... I'm not convinced. I feel like. For me, I feel like Tottenham are going to consider. For me, like if I was a Spurs fan and they're not challenging for the title, I'd they be asking questions. Push, they have to push. Yeah. I feel push like it, they, yeah. they. Um, yeah. 
Cool. Um, A M R X I asks uh, Raul Sanlehi showing more backbone and ambition in one summer than G- than Gazidis ever did. How much do you yes. think the old regime held us back? Massively. A lot. Because <laughs> football, at the end of the day, all the scouts know the same players. Everyone knows everybody. It's all about your decision makers and, your, and who's got the biggest balls. Because you've got to make the decision and have the balls to go for it. And you do it early and you be decisive. That is what held us back. It's the divering of Wenger and the shit decisions of Casidas. Yeah. And I, I think it's also um, the, the, the football people at the helm. So um, Gazidis was, I know he, he worked at the MLS, but he's not a football person per se. Um, so Sanley, um, being, being at Barcelona for years, um, now we're getting to doing as well, which are probably before he'd been officially announced, they've worked to some degree and then um, conceptualised what players would fit the squad. So actually having footballing um, people at the helm making decisions is absolutely crucial. Um, footballing people with corporate backgrounds so um, this is like the perfect mix um, and before we only had Wenger which is the footballing person who is um, slow in making decisions and then we had Gazidis who's a um, corporate guy um, with no footballing expertise um, similar to um, Woodward and um, him making disastrous decisions effectively footballing decisions and um, now we have um, the good mix we have the right skill set and um, I'm actually quite excited by the new people um, um, like the new leadership effectively Mm. Yeah, I was I, I was so against um, a technical director for so long. I don't even know why, because obviously you've seen that this model works so well. Obviously, it, it also helps that we have the right people in place. Um, Raul and his contacts. Um, Edu seems to be very well regarded. There's also um, a, a very good piece on him in um, The Athletic today, um, which kind of details how he spent a lot of time in businesses, um, how when he was at Corinthians in Brazil, he, he had a sort of a... He set up a typical sort of business working hours, like a nine to five setup as well. So it kind of details, um, if, if you can, yeah. if you've got a subscription to that, have a good read of There's that. There's a no free primer on here, mate. Yeah, unless oh, there's nothing else, then they can fuck off. All right. Hey, yeah. Hey, <laughs> anyone from the Athletics listening, yeah, we need to eat. We're hungry. Eat. I'm hungry. Mariah's hungry. we got to eat, innit? So. Yeah. Sponsor us, Rupert. <laughs> um, last question, lads, um, before we wrap things up, because we've gone on longer than we expected. Um Marts the Chef asks, uh, why do Arsenal fans consider... I mean, I don't really like the question, but I kind of just want to speak about Koscielny element. Um, why do Arsenal fans consider Fabregas a legend, but where Koss has done more for Arsenal is considered in bad light? It's a recency bias. It's just because it happened a couple of days ago. Give it a, give it a year, I think everyone will change their minds. Yeah, yeah and a lot, of, a lot of Arsenal fans do consider Fabregas a snake, so that's not really a true statement. Mm. I... I I am a bit disappointed in what Kashoni did with this whole publicity stunt with the whole um thing was yeah. ridiculous. I don't understand why he's done that. Because I was on t- literally a couple hours before I'm on Twitter defending him with, my, with all my heart. Like cause you know I wear my heart on my sleeve and stuff, yeah. Of course, <laughs> man, you're a passion merchant. I'm proper passion, passion merchant. So. <laughs> love, love to see it. I bet you he shed tears when you read Jenkinson's Instagram post. Listen, mate. Yeah, I haven't, actually I haven't read it yet. It's, it's too heartbreaking. But um, yeah, we didn't speak we didn't actually speak about Jenkinson either, but yeah, he's gone. Um oh, forget but, it. Man. Yeah, yeah, forget <laughs> it. Um obviously Koscielny for me is the best defender we've had at the Emirates bar none I, I don't think it's even easy. close um, easy and he's also one of the best centre-backs that I've seen in in my entire life watching Arsenal and it's just a bit sad to see him go out like this because he was due like a testimonial <coughs> soon right 
Is it another year and he was due like a testimonial? And yeah, when, yeah. When was the last time we had a testimonial for a player? Who knows? So it's really um, interesting, um, you know, the perspective on Koscielny because he's not um, very highly rated outside of Arsenal. No. It's only really Arsenal fans who watch him week in, week out that really appreciate what he does. Unfortunately, people have seen his gaffes and they're like, oh, he's a clumsy idiot, blah, blah, mm. blah. What people need to realise with Koscielny is that he's a high-risk, high-reward defender mm. and he's always been that for his whole career. 95% of the time, Koscielny comes out on top. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those f- that maybe 5% where he doesn't come out, it's ended up being high-profile. But what you need to understand also is that he's held that defence up by himself. He's had to basically do the job of like two, three people. So he- he's, he's naturally overloaded himself yeah, so, yeah. so, 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 and that's why he makes him gaffes yeah, yeah exactly yeah it's do or die my man he's held it down he's been the glue that's held our defense together for years when we had him in Murtisaka that defense was actually good that didn't concede yeah. that many goals yeah, it yeah. yeah that was quality yeah, yeah I'm not, I, I think I'm maybe I'm not as emotional as other Arsenal fans in this regard I just look at it like this is a business decision for him and um, me at my job I have to make a decision for myself they'll that benefit me right now. So, um, Koscielny knows um, his body's not going to be able to compete um, at the highest level anymore in the Premier League. Also, the pressure of playing for Arsenal, um, effectively, he doesn't really trust himself anymore at this level, I feel, I feel like. And effectively, he made the decision to just say, I'm going to go back to France, um, enjoy um, two, three more seasons, and then I'm done. Yeah. So, um, I, I want the club to kind of honour that. We don't know if there was a pre-agreement or anything of such. The club effectively just... Um, um, and triggered the, the clause of him having another year and um, he obviously was not happy with that and it's perfectly fine because Shani then to go to the club and say I want the contract to be terminated is this possible then the club will say no we want the fee and effectively um, in business you'll meet somewhere in the middle which they have we have got a fee for him so it's perfectly fine for him to leave and um, obviously the shenanigans are a bit disappointing and you'd like him to go on a, on a high um, mm. but it's not always going to be like that in life and it's not always going to be like that in business so um, I'm fine with, with him leaving Personally, well, if you look at what's reported, they went back on a gentleman's agreement. Now, mm. for me, my and from my view, Koscielny has been a model. I don't know if someone knows a model pro from the day he's come into come into the um, the club. Now, for this guy to go from a model pro to absolutely going AWOL, something something must have happened. Something, yeah. something yeah. Must have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, 100%, 100%. I, I'm inclined to believe the fact that he's had this gentleman's agreement. Now, me personally, if someone had a gentleman's agreement with me and you looked me in the eye and shook my hand as a man and said, I'm going to do this, and you went back on it, me too, I'm going to while out. Me and you've got a problem. So at the end of the day, I, if that's what's happened, and it sounds like it is, I completely understand Kishori's reaction. I think it's completely valid. And um, I wish him all the best because, like you say, he's been by far and away stalwart, the best um, defender in the Emirates era. Um, I think he's very underrated. And, yeah, good luck to him, man. Apart from the shirt thing, he's a dickhead for that, but I'll forgive yeah. him, to be fair. My bad, lads. That was my phone, I hope. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> what booty call, yeah? It. I'll tell you. It. <laughs> it's, no, no, no. it's, it's the house phone. It's the house phone. Who's calling it? Who phones, land, who phones landlines at fucking 10.30? Yeah, I don't know, mate. Lord of, Lord of War Lewis. Fuck yeah, now. All right. Anyway, um, I hope that last bit wasn't too inaudible because of the uh, the phone. Um, but yeah, guys, we'll, we'll we'll call it a day there. Remember, guys, use the hashtag. Subscribe to us on iTunes. 
well, I guess you already do if you're listening. Uh, follow us on Touchy Gooners on Twitter. We have the live show on Sunday. The tickets are probably already gone. But try it. Anyway, go to shubs.com and uh, type in Touchdown Frackers. You'll be able to see the tickets for the live show. If not, come on the door. Feed Mariah's family. Feed me. Feed Leroy. Feed, feed Sean. Feed Daniel. Uh, you know, and enjoy, enjoy enjoy the sun with a few beers and, and watch the arse uh, maybe scrape to a 2-1 victory over Newcastle. Guys, we'll see you next week. Incoming. Let's go. <laughs> All right, lads. Next week. In a bit. in five seconds why do you start with that the breakfast stampede meal it's only at mcdonald's where there's a meal for every morning and nothing says morning like a classic sausage mcmuffin with egg right now get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one two three dollar menu price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal ba-da-ba-ba-ba sports social podcast network